Okay, I'd like to get your Bibles. We're going to go to the book of 1 John, 1 John and chapter 5, verse 1. We're going to continue as we have been going through the book of 1 John. I want to remind you and keep in remembrance that the context of 1 John is John is writing about the Son of God. He is declaring unto us what is known as God manifests in the flesh, the incarnation. And we'll come back to First uh, John chapter 1 where John made it very clear that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. John has the privilege of of writing uh, writing to us. He, the context is the Son of God. The conversation is to the believer where he says in verse 4, And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. I hope that as we go into this lesson of how much importance it is to realise that the Word of God is for the believer, it is our food, it is our sustenance, it helps our faith to be centred upon the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. And as we go into that thought, let's come to chapter 5, verse 1. And the Bible said, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Let's pray. Father, we ask you would help us today as we look into the, the word of God. Please wash us and cleanse us in the precious blood of Christ from our sins and our thoughts, that the Holy Spirit would fill us. And Lord, use us and help us to be vessels as unto you. And Lord, help us to shine as lights in this dark world. We ask it in Jesus' name for his sake and glory. Amen. So here he says that whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Just remember God's love was demonstrated towards us that, that for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. Our faith is demonstrated when by our will and our faith is, is centrally uh, focuses on our will and here he says that we have faith but our faith is also demonstrated by a love one towards another. And that love towards one another is is focused and based on the very fact that we are born again of the Spirit of God. So he says, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. So, And his commandments are not grievous. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And John's going to explain that a little bit more clearly in the next verse where he says, Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. So now John introduces us to the birth of Jesus Christ. There's two aspects to the birth of Christ. The first that he came by water is dealing with the natural birth um, as that Jesus was born of a woman 
And the second part is dealing with the blood, which is God's blood, not the blood of Joseph, which we'll come come to uh, as we go through this. But as we come to the incarnation, God manifests in the flesh, as it says in John chapter 1, verse 14. It's a good chapter for you to, to go over and learn and, and keep in mind that God was manifest in the flesh. As we go through this, we've got to understand it is a mystery, and that mystery is borne witness by the Spirit of God. So notice he says, and it is, it is a spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth. Now I want you to understand something, that when you got saved, you received the spirit of God and it's the spirit of God that bears witness to the mysteries of God. That's why uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 is so important, where we have, where the natural man receiveth not the things of God, but the, but the spirit of God knoweth the things of God as you want to uh, keep that in mind that you and I have the Spirit of God. It bears witness to a mystery. Now, the incarnation, as we'll come through this, uh, or the birth of Jesus Christ at this time of the year is often celebrated, but it's also a mystery because it's connected to the fact that God had to become incarnate, had to be made flesh. He had to become the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And so it's important when we look at this subject. Um, just keep in mind that, as um, just keep in mind that as as Paul wrote to Timothy, he said he made it very clear about the mystery, and we'll look at this one mystery for the moment. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles believed on in the world, received up into glory, which is witnessed by the Spirit of God. Now, anyone who confesseth not that Jesus came in the flesh is not of God. That is the spirit of Antichrist. The Spirit of God is very clear that the Spirit of God bears witness to the child of God. and We understand the mystery that God was manifest in the flesh, which we'll go through as we go through in verse 8. And there are three that bear record in earth, the Spirit, the water and the blood, these three agree in one. That's dealing with the born-again believer. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God which he have testified of his Son. You know, it's an amazing thing when you read your Bible as you come down through this, you are going to start, You're going to, you're, we've come across the subject of the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ and it, it, is, it is a miraculous, it is a miraculous birth, um, passage when we look at it when you consider that the old testament gave us a sign as he said in as he said in isaiah chapter 2 14 he said therefore the lord himself should give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name emmanuel and of course we're at that time of the year now where we're looking at the birth of jesus christ the old testament was a sign that a virgin uh should conceive uh should to conceive, then in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, he says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So here we have the introduction to the water and the blood. Now the water is the natural birth that we all have, because God became flesh, and yet the blood is dealing with God's blood, not man's, which we'll look at in a moment. 
So Jesus Christ, therefore, was born by water and blood. So come over to Luke chapter 1, verse 35, and I know most of you probably know some of these passages from this time of the year, but let's just remind ourselves of, of this the account. So in, in Luke, and I'll just get over to Luke, Luke chapter 1, verse 35, the Bible says, And the angel answered and said unto her, this is Mary, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. This is dealing with Mary's firstborn. This is dealing with the fact that the birth of Jesus Christ is a mystery in the fact that she has not known man. So let's come over to... Um, Let's come back over to Matthew chapter 1 for a moment and keep an eye, keep in mind the account here of Matthew chapter 1. Matthew 1 opens up with the, with the genealogy of Jesus Christ and in verse 18 the Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. So we've already keep in mind that the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. We already understand that that the birth of Christ is a mystery. We see the account where the angel said to Mary that the Holy Ghost would overshadow her. And so the Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was in this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. So he was he was looking at the situation that he hadn't been with Mary, and yet she's found a child. We know the account that God has chosen Mary as a vessel to bring forth his firstborn into this world. Verse 20, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not, take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that was, might be fulfilled which is spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So here we have Jesus Christ, man, and yet he's God, this is a mystery. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took him unto him um, his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. So Jesus is Mary's firstborn son, and there's nothing miraculous about Mary, but there's that we are looking at the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ, and that's what I want to focus on. The miraculous birth. Now, Mary was not a perpetual, excuse me, it wasn't a miraculous virgin, excuse me, but a miraculous birth. Mary wasn't a perpetual virgin. She had siblings from Joseph after the birth of Jesus Christ, her firstborn. In other words, there was nothing miraculous about Mary herself. Her firstborn was Jesus Christ. The birth was miraculous. Yet she had siblings 
after her firstborn. And, of course, one of the passages you could read was in Mark 6, 3. Is not this the carpenter's son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon? Are not his sisters he with us? And they were offended at him. So so Mary Mary herself was, uh, wasn't was a perpetual virgin as sometimes as, as they glorify and put divinity upon her. No, she was a chosen vessel, but her birth, her firstborn, was miraculous as the Son of God. So there's nothing special about Mary, because Mary is exactly like you and I. She was a chosen vessel um, that God chose that this miraculous birth would come through. You know, when you think of Mary, I remember when Mary, when Mary spoke of that, where she said in Luke 1, verse 46 and verse 47, when she's speaking to Elizabeth, her cousin, and she says, she says Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit have rejoiced in God my Saviour. Mary needed a Saviour just like you and I did. She was, she had, she was from Adam's fallen race, just the same as you and I are. And yet here she has the opportunity that God chose her to bring forth um, his son into the world. Mary is from the first Adam, and yet she brings in forth the second Adam, which is Jesus Christ. And remember something, we all come from Adam's fallen race. We can't, can't fix Adam's fallen race. We have fallen, and yet the only thing that will fix man, mankind is to be born again and saved and to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Saviour. And Mary makes it very clear that what a blessing it was that God would choose this little handmaid to bring forth his first uh, Jesus Christ into the world, her firstborn. And yet you think about the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ, there was, nothing, there was no big splash about it. Uh, we know that they had to go up to Bethlehem to be taxed. There was no, there was no, there was no red carpet laid out before them. There was no room in the inn because of the crowd, and yet there was a place found in a manger where, where Mary brought brought forth her firstborn, and yet really there was not much known about it except for the the shepherds that were out in the field and and the heavenly host appeared unto them, and I think it's very interesting that God would appear to shepherds because the Bible very much clear that we are as like sheep. Of course, Jesus Christ is the shepherd, and of course they were shepherds, and God revealed the the truth of his son to them. And I, I think it's an amazing thing that when you are born again that we become one of his sheep, we hear his voice, we know that we are born again, and the revelation of Jesus Christ is revealed unto us, and we believe the mystery through the Spirit of God that Jesus Christ was that God, excuse me, was manifest in the flesh. Yet as a mystery, he was, he was man and God. He had to be, he, he couldn't be all man because if he died as all man, he couldn't have saved us. Yet as man and God, he, he, he did die for us without sin and therefore the very fact that he was able to save us because the very fact that the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary was the fact that the seed was the blood, not Joseph's blood, but God's blood, and it was God's blood that was shed at Calvary. There is only one line to God, and that is through the cross of Jesus Christ. And that cross of Jesus Christ was that God, that Jesus manifested 
he walked that life to do the Father's will and finally in the garden after 33 and a half years he submitted his will to the Father and became as the Son of Man and he laid down his rights and where he was then became our substitute on the cross and he died and he buried and what a blessing it is to know that he rose again by the resurrection and we are now justified, our faith is justified when we believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins, he was buried and he rose again. Of course, that is the gospel. So the miraculous birth is the incarnation, God born into this world by way of a virgin, a sign of the first advent, not a big splash um, as we would often think it, yet done through a humble servant of a, of a lady called Mary who wasn't a perpetual virgin, she wasn't divine, she wasn't miraculous in that sense, but the birth was, and we have to realise that the divinity belongs to Jesus Christ, the magnification belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ, and Mary herself magnified the Lord, um, that, that God was her saviour, and what it is a blessing to know that as we come to this part of the year, realise that God is your saviour, and as you read First John, John is revealing to us that Jesus didn't come just by water, but by blood. And of course, that is the quintessential that the blood of Jesus Christ, as John talks about, became the propitiation for our sins, but not for the sins of the whole world. Now, I want you to keep in mind something here as a way of illustration. Have you ever been angry at someone? Have you ever really, have you ever really, maybe you've, Maybe you've been really wronged by someone. Maybe someone has really done you misjustice. And maybe maybe it's very grievous to you of the wrong that was done to you. And it might have been done to you not because of your own fault, but, but out of meanness by someone else. And that meanness is laid upon you. And often it's said that, you know, the way to to get over the anger and the disappointment is to forgive the perpetrator, as we know. And when you think about this time of the year, you realise that God is holy. He had a plan, yet he is angry towards sin. And in the Old Testament, an offering was made and that offering was accepted by God to somewhat subside the wrath that he had towards the sin that had entered into his creation, into this world, by way of the flesh and the devil. And yet when you come to the New Testament, John makes very clear the word propitiation. And the only way that to God could forgive us, but that forgiveness could have only been temporal, yet it was made eternal because when Jesus Christ died and shed his blood for our sins, that blood was taken into heaven itself. The Bible says it appeased God, meaning that it took away the wrath of God, it took away his anger towards sin, and it appeased him. So when you, when you come to First John, when he said that Jesus not came by water only, but by blood, you realise that the blood that was sacrificed for man's sin took care of man's sin, but it also appeased the Father and appeased the wrath that he has towards 
sin. So it's important that every man, woman and child should come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their saviour because there was no other way God could save man by sending his son and the only way that could happen was that it was God manifest, he was God manifest in the flesh. So the miraculous witness of the mystery that you and I have is actually found in the fact that we are born again. Um, it is a mystery that God chose Mary, that the Holy Ghost overshadowed her and she became, she brought forth her first son. She's not a perpetual virgin. She had other siblings after her firstborn. And now we, now we see the very fact that we have the account of the Lord Jesus Christ being born. Now here's the other mystery. So God was manifest into the world. We know it was a mystery through a virgin birth. But the second mystery is just as important. Because as you as a believer, go to Colossians 1, chapter 1, verse 26 and verse 27. Come over there with me for a moment. I want to show you the second mystery here. And this is important for you as a child of God. So our faith, therefore, is in is we overcome the world because we know that uh, the world, because we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We believe in the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ, the account that's given to us. And that, that account given to us is, is, a witness, is witnessed by the Spirit of God and the written Word of God, which we have, which is the, you have the written Word of God, and it's amazing when you read the Bible that the Holy Ghost will, will bear witness to the miraculous birth by way of reading the Scriptures. But the second mystery is found here in Colossians. It says, Even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest, that means to be known, is to his saints to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, it's a mystery to be born again, isn't it? As much as the first birth was miraculous, of God manifest, how much is the second birth miraculous, being born again as believers, that now God dwells in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, Mary wasn't anything special. Amen. There was nothing there was nothing divine about her. She was a chosen vessel. She needed a saviour. And can I say this too? There's nothing special about man either. There's nothing special about you and I. In fact, there's nothing special about us because we needed a saviour, amen. We couldn't get to heaven by our good works. We needed we needed to hear the message. We needed to receive the Lord Jesus as our saviour. And miraculously, God allowed his son to be born in us into a vessel that is the same as Mary's, which we are all from Adam's fallen race. Amen. We have fallen, and yet we are born again. God puts the Spirit of God in us. Amen. And then he opens our eyes through the Spirit of God to witness the truth of the Scriptures, which you hold in your hand, and you have the account right here that God was manifested in the flesh, and that is our faith. And the Bible says that faith, here in verse 5, is that we overcome the world because we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Don't let anyone, any pastor, any church, anyone take away or diminish your faith in the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and when we put our faith in him, the Bible says that we are overcomers and we can overcome the world because God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Understand that 
God had to be manifest to save us from perishing, that we then might have the great knowledge and privilege of having eternal life. And the Bible in 1 John gives us a record of this because he says in verse 11, and this is the record that God have given to us eternal life. Uh, and we need to remember that we have the record written for us. Um, John has written it to us for our joy and our, our understanding. We need to keep those things in mind. So the miraculous nature of the second birth. So you and I now have what's called the miraculous nature of the second birth by the way of the Spirit of God. That the nature that we have now as believers is that we do believe by faith that God was manifest in, in, in this world. It was by the Spirit of God. And the Bible says in, in John 3, 6, that which is born of the flesh is that which is born of the Spirit. So when Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, um, Jesus made it very clear that what's born of the flesh is water and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit, capital S. So therefore you and I are born again. We have a new nature. We have, a, we have an opportunity now to crucify or put down the old nature which is from Adam's fallen race. But we have a new, rate, new nature now. We have a divine nature that dwells in us when you got born again which is the son, excuse me, the son of God that dwells in us. That nature is um, that nature is is manifest and nurtured when we come to the Word of God, when we start believing what it says, and we start looking at the very simple, the simple, plain truth of the Scriptures. And this is how plain and simple it is: God was manifest in the flesh at this time of the year. They celebrate the very fact that Jesus was born of a virgin and that virgin brought forth her firstborn. She wasn't anything special. She had, uh, she had other siblings after her firstborn and that firstborn is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then when you come to First John, then John has the privilege of revealing that he was manifest and they touched him, they saw him. He, he was preached upon, he was seen, he was, he was witnessed unto and he was caught up into heaven at the, at the last, um, excuse me, at the ascension. So I, I pray that maybe this little lesson here out of 1 John, just keep in mind that Jesus came not by water only, that was the body provided by Mary and blood and that was the seed where she, the Holy Ghost overshadowed her.